Welcome to the Mum Style Business Podcast. I'm your host, Annalise Warren, a marketing agency founder and CEO, business strategist, digital marketing mentor, wife, and mama of three little ones. I'll help you combine ambition and motherhood and build your business to get the profit and freedom you started it to achieve. Stay tuned for conversations with successful women in business, as well as practical marketing strategies and tips that you can action right away. So let's get into it. All right. Hello. Welcome back, everybody. I am on the line today with Ella Staniak Laupepe. I hope I have that right uh, i'm getting a little clap yay <laughs> ella is a leadership and performance coach for women and i'm going to turn it over to her to explain exactly what it is that she do and who she works with uh we're going to have a fantastic conversation today all about feminine leadership so i can't wait to dig into this topic we haven't spoken about this before and i have a lot to learn so ella could you please introduce yourself Annalise, I'm so excited to be here with you tonight and talk about um, our experiences as mothers in business. Um, I work with female CEOs and executives and business owners to um, really increase their performance and create high caliber results from a place of core confidence and high execution. As we know, women who are confident are not only better business owners, make greater decisions, but they can also execute their decisions and their actions with alignment to their values, their integrity, and their vision. So I run a business called Feminine Leaders, and I talk a lot about the phrase which you just mentioned, which is self-leadership. So self-leadership is an ultimate state of taking responsibility for everything in our life, ultimate sense of limitless self-love, valuing self, honoring self, connection to self, and also 100% of self-belief. As we know, business, career, and motherhood stretch us and test us. And if it wasn't for the fact that sometimes we need to rely on ourselves a lot and we need to have that deep sense of, hey, it doesn't matter what happened. I know I'm going to be okay. And for so many women, this is only that, that that's it. That's all there is. Sometimes the, the, the sense of belief. Some of us have, are lucky to have great support in our lives. Some of us don't. And so for me, inspiring self-leadership is giving women the sense of believing, trusting, and having faith that they are on the right path and they can get wherever they are heading in their career and personal lives. So good. I cannot wait to learn more in this conversation. Before we dig into all of that, can you tell us how did you land here? How did you get to this place where you started feminine leadership, um, uh, feminine leaders, how did, and how, how do you, yeah, what, what led you to that, to this point that you discovered this for yourself and wanted to share it with others? Sure. I would love to, uh, it's a combination of tons of difficult experiences, years of studying and finally believing in myself that that would be the shortcut. So, 
to give you a little bit more of a background, I, I come from a difficult background. I grew up in Poland and the family dynamic was difficult. My father had a drinking problem and it was really my mother who was that rock and a strength and a driving force in our family. So I had a very positive female role model in my life and a challenging male role model in my life. Unfortunately, both of my parents passed away when I was a teenager. Now, in all, in, in that difficulty, in that adversity, I learned to look for silver linings in any situation. So I became a huge dreamer and an adventurer. When I relocated to Australia um, oh, oh, nearly 11 years ago, I studied fitness. And so I, I worked in fitness industry uh, for many, many years. And to be honest with you, what I was really passionate about was not really, I hope I'm not going to offend anybody by saying that it wasn't the vanity of reshaping the body but it was the mindset and the psychology behind it. So I was just secretly obsessed with learning and figuring out why do people do, do what they do? Why are some people successful in achieving what they want in their career, in their fitness journey, in their relationships? And aren't, aren't, aren't others just aren't. And the truth is that most of us in the world, in the world, have struggles in achieving what we want. So look, I studied behavioral psychology, motivation, even intuitive coaching, neuro-linguistic programming, hypnotherapy. And I studied business in depth. I work with, worked with great high-end business mentors um, all over the world, actually. Most of them in Australia, some of them outside of Australia. And... Last year, I, I finally um, became a mother myself. And I'm sure all the moms who are listening and you also know that sense of having the first baby, when that thought dawns on you that you are on a timeline here. <laughs> so, if, <laughs> so if there are any projects that you haven't finished or certain desires that you have, but you haven't fully pursued yet, well, it's go time. And for me, it was go time. So I decided to close my face-to-face -face coaching business, which was a lot around wellness coaching for women and fitness coaching. And I launched fully online and finally rebranded this year for feminine leaders. And um, I decided to really glue together the pieces of the last 11 years, which is my educational background, coaching space, and my passion for helping women. So when I had that phrase of self-leadership just bouncing in my mind and also femininity, I thought I just have to combine this together. I have to take women empowerment to the next level. And so I did. I designed models, I designed um, systems around self-leadership. Um, also feminine leadership method, all to help women take charge of their results and accelerate their career and personal life. So good. Yay. I love it. It makes me so happy. I love women supporting women. 
Um, everything that I have ever done business-wise has always been about women's empowerment. Um, I've got a fitness background as well, actually, as as a as a hobby. Been doing that for the last ten years, but not for the last probably one and a half. Um, and and I, yeah, I love that we we can rally around and support each other, and that and that we do, and it makes me so happy to see women kicking butt in this area and empowering other women to be all they can be and all they want to be because it wasn't so long ago that, you know, we couldn't even have a bank account. <laughs> and, and now, you know, it seems crazy to us now. But, um, yeah, I, I love that we're just going from strength to strength. So thank you for all you do. And I'm really, yeah, well done. Oh, and so what is feminine leadership how do you define that i love talking about this i just want to explain and give your listeners um, a background of two aspects number one feminine energy versus masculine energy and number two that self-leadership that we touched on earlier today This really came about because I, after working with hundreds and hundreds of clients in corporate business owners, women who are really in the, in decision-making roles, I realized, and that was also my personal issue, that when we put ourselves um, on the career path, we often step in our masculine energy, which is very task-oriented, getting from A to B, ASAP, focusing on one task. And there is nothing wrong. There is absolutely nothing wrong with it because we need it. In order to be successful, we need to know how to accomplish tasks. Now, and this happened over the last few generations, what we forgot to acknowledge is actually our feminine energy which is, um, and the traits of feminine energy are connection to self and connection to others, nurturing, gathering, collaboration, but also tuning in, listening to our gut feeling. So tuning in to our intuition. So here's what happens. A woman who is naturally in her feminine, however, spends most of her day and then the next year and then the next decade in her in her career, drawing the, only from her masculine energy, she actually becomes off-balanced, off-centered. And that causes a lot of issues for us women. And most common, the most common issues are that we find it very difficult to fun, find connection in love relationships. We neglect our well-being because we could disconnect from from ourselves and from what we truly want. And um, lastly, we actually long term that limits our potential in our career. Because connection to our feminine energy is an asset and it is never a limitation. Look, another aspect to it is that, as you mentioned, it hasn't been that long that we can have thriving careers and we are... Um, really on a on a in the equal space with men in the workplaces. So at first, the first logical path to take for women in the workplace was to become more manly. And that really reflected itself in the fashion when you think about late 90s and very structured ja- jackets. 
but that reflected itself in how we presented ourselves in the workplaces only to be acknowledged. And now the connection to feminine energy becomes more of a trend and more of a thing. So that's one aspect to it. That's the connection to the feminine. It's really being connected to self and drawing from the natural strength. And, and leadership, the second part to, to the equation, is what I mentioned earlier. So really having an ability to take responsibility for everything in our life, everything that we have created, taking responsibility knowing that we can take charge of the now and create the future. I understand we cannot change the past, but we can choose not to be a victim of our circumstance. Whatever happened in the past, it has happened but the now is yours. I also encourage uh, my female leaders to take responsibility for their leadership skills when they manage other people. I encourage them to take responsibility for their health, for how they communicate, for how they present themselves. And look, my approach to it is heavily focused on self-love and valuing self. So it is a, a softer approach to um, leadership and performance coaching. I love that you dug into the feminine energy part because I know a lot of us who want to be seen as equals and are acting as equals think that exactly what you said, that to be in that space, we have to act like a man or that the masculine energy is strong and the female is weak. And so that you are showing weakness there, whereas all of the attributes that you spoke about have nothing to do with that, you know, that stereotypical perception of weakness. And it was totally around collaboration and actually connecting and listening and intuition and all of those really great things that, that are strengths and are things that we can draw on. Do you find that people have a bit of an aversion that some of the women you work with about really embracing that word, like that that feminine energy, because they think that it puts them in the, the weak category? Um, yeah, uh, of course. <laughs> women who are not interested working with me are truly not interested working with me. And look, I do believe that um, there is an underlying fear around this because just think about it for a moment. If let's say that I have created my last 25 years in, of my career in corporate or business, doing what I thought I supposed to be doing and being who I thought I supposed to be, which is, or who is more of a stronger let's say the masculine personality. That's all I know, right? So to have someone come in and say, actually, there is a, another way of doing it and the softer approach works too, and you can be connected to yourself and you can fully communicate um, your knowledge, your wisdom. You can communicate with other people by not putting the persona and presenting that uh, exterior persona to others. You can actually be yourself that that doesn't always go well together because I'm very well aware that we are literally in between generational changes, not only in leadership, but of women in the workplaces. Um, it's, it's even broader vision. We're talking about people from diverse backgrounds. It goes on and on and on. So, so definitely, yes. However, 
my clients are very drawn to that aspect of feminine energy, want to want know more, especially when I explain it in a way that it is actually empowering. And when I, you know, say things like you can actually accelerate your potential being yourself, which is much less exhausting than every single day trying to figure out who you're supposed to be in order to succeed. Those clients are actually drawn to it. I mean, it, it's it's good to feel good and it's good to be ourselves. That's effortless. So um, yeah, definitely, it's it. We are still going through that change. Yeah, which I think hurts me even more. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent, I love it. So how? What's that first step in embracing that feminine? side of ourselves if we have been suppressing it if we have sort of been ignoring that how do we how do we bring that up how do we connect with it sure first of all I would for a person who has um, never been in contact with that concept of feminine and masculine energy first I would just say just like anything there is a process of growth and there is a process of practice and the more you do it the better you become at it and the more natural it's going to become. So I think we can even bring up an example of any fitness goal. First, when you set a fitness goal, whether you want to reshape your body, start a new diet, start an exercise regime, first, it is uncomfortable for most of us. And we need to build a habit. Well, the same process really happens with us connecting to ourselves, our feminine energy, it might be uncomfortable at first because it's new and you might be feeling uncertain if what you're doing is right. So you might be questioning yourself. But really the easiest thing to do, I would say to you, is this. Take time for yourself to be still or to do what you love doing. For some people, it might start with a practice of meditation or taking a walk in silence without taking any calls or, <laughs> or being on our devices. For some of us, it might be, I know for me, it was going back to um, doing certain dance classes or even dancing around the apartment. That really connects me to what, what I love doing. I, I used to train a lot of dancing. For a lot of um, women, it will be connection to nature. So go outside. Just be in a quiet environment, listen to the birdish chirping, look at the greenery, and really just be present in a moment. Feminine energy loves stimulation through senses. So if you can take a bubbly bath and just drop some essential oils in it or listen to your favorite music, relaxing music, and have a bath and let you, let's just let's just set the intention of indulging yourself in the experience. That's, the, that's a very simple way of just connecting to self. In my feminine leadership me uh, method, I talk more about personal development side of things and I talk about three different elements of it. But really, if you just want to enter that space of feeling more of the feminine energy flow, wake up in the morning and touch your whole body, every single piece of it. And, and a lot of women notice actually that they never, never really touch certain body parts, especially the ones they don't like. Simple things like that. You can, so our senses are really um, 
it's it's what we see, right? What we smell, what we taste, what we hear. So all the examples I just brought up are the examples of stimulating the senses. That's really, yeah, that's really amazing. I think a lot of us, as we as we try and juggle family and you know <laughs> relationships and business, that we ourselves go uh, our self-care go becomes last and I'm not necessarily even talking about you know going exercising and putting on a face mask once a week like I think a lot of us can manage that but the actual like taking time for yourself to have a bath or to say I'm going to spend two hours painting or (laughs) drawing (laughs) or dancing or whatever it is that is so rare and I think that it's really easy to get to the place where you go well what is it that I I like doing and that I is going to make me feel good so for me, I, I love I love art and I love painting and I, I honestly I haven't done it probably this year nearly, but I do lots of other things that I love, but that I know for, for a lot of women that, that they get to that point where their life revolves around achievement and juggling all of the balls and spinning all of the plates. So thank you so much for giving us those easy ways and I love that you mentioned to not be consuming at the same time um I went for a walk the other day and normally I do I listen to my podcast I listen to podcasts and um and my headphones oh my airpods they they run out (laughs) (laughs) and and I almost turned around and got some other ones and I was like oh no I'll just just walk and, and it was so different it was so so different it wasn't like that journey where you know you hop in the car and you drive to the supermarket and you don't remember any of the drive it wasn't like that me walking up to the cliffs I noticed everything I noticed the roses I noticed the sounds I noticed you know all of that stuff and so you're right it's just those simple things connecting back with our senses that we have numbed or that we're always feeding um so yeah thank you for those really simple but actually really impactful examples. And do you mind if I just just really quickly just interject maybe even a little bit more motivation for your listeners why it's worth doing it? Definitely. Okay, here we go. I know for myself and for tons of my clients, it's when you take your attention away from the task, when you take your focus away from what you have been focusing on for majority of your day, and you go and take that time, let's call it self-care, to connect with yourself, you get the best solutions to your problems. You get the best business ideas. You get the best. It it just drops because, first of all, your brain stops and it relaxes. So all the electric signals in, in, in the brain stop. So the nervous system comes down. The creativity kicks in. For you, it's painting. For some people, it might be dancing. It might be walking. Mm. And then suddenly, just like that, through that connection, you get the best ideas for conversations, to resolve your problems, etc., etc. And also, did you know that walking outside, especially on uneven surface, 
interrupted, so again, without listening to any devices, increases speed of the brain, so the productivity and speed of the brain by 30%. 30%? <laughs> That's some incentive, ladies. That is some good incentive. <laughs> we all go walking right away. Yeah. I do that. Do you, you know, whenever I get a new client and I have to come up with a strategy, I schedule in a walk, like, like a two-hour kind of creativity walk block where because it, I, I've learned that it does, I, sitting at my desk looking at this strategy document, like there's no inspiration or I'm looking at other people's work and I'm, I'm just copying or you know I, I don't want to copy and so I always whenever I get a new client I schedule yeah that like a, a I call it a creativity walk and talk <laughs> and I don't do anything and I just go for the walk and um yeah and and think about what it is that that might actually work and um yeah so I I agree I didn't know the 30 percent part wow <laughs> So come on, ladies, I want to hear stories of you walking now. Totally. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about um, you, you mentioned that you they were talking about um, confidence and clarity in, in what we're doing. How do we get there? What, what, what does that look like because we have so many options and we can like I was mentioning look at everyone else in our industry and look at everyone you know our competitors um and I say that with inverted commas because <laughs> I think that you know we can there's more than enough for for all of us and we're all going to attract different people but I think that it's really it's it's easy to get overwhelmed and confused and to lose that confidence in listening to what we actually want and the clarity. And I think to get clarity on what that actually looks like can be tricky. So how do you, what would you say to that? First of all, when this, this, this moment happens when you begin questioning yourself or you begin feeling quite lost in your own thoughts, well, that just shows that you are um, disconnected, right, from yourself. Maybe you're just too busy. Maybe you're taking on too much. Maybe whatever is happening, you've disconnected, so you're not grounded anymore. The second aspect to it, as soon as the confidence goes down, that means that there is an underlying assumption, an underlying belief that is probably has been playing up in your life, that is a voice of an inner critic. And that underlying belief is now zapping your energy and taking your empowerment away. So I would say that there are two parts of it. Number one, you're probably slightly disconnected if, if that's the case. Number two, you're probably falling down into that underlying assumption of a subconscious mind. Look, in the last 10 years in my coaching, and also that was my personal experience, one of the most common underlying assumptions that we create in our childhood are either I am not good enough or I am not worthy. That was something that I had to work through throughout my life too. And I, for most of my clients, it's the most common underlying belief. But other ones are also I am insignificant, I am invisible, or I am not capable, or I am not lovable. So there are really five or six that are the most repetitive. So in this situation, I would say, step back for a moment, take a break, 
dissociate yourself from the situation. What this means is use your power of imagination to step out of the picture and look at what is happening, whether this is an issue, a project, a program, miscommunication, a conflict. Look at it from an observer's point of view, from a far distance, and look objectively at what is going on. Then look at yourself in that picture. Are you in a state of empower, empowerment or disempowerment? And depending on the answer, step back into the picture. Say to yourself, if I, if I was in my complete state of empowerment and greatness, what decision would I take? What is the next obvious step here? And look, that is just a basic strategy, very simple with, without me having any context, very general, very easy strategy, but it, it truly works. It truly works. If all of us took a moment to breathe and look at any situation and especially any conflict, mis miscommunication, mismanaged projects, and huge decisions that we have to make in business or personal lives, if we just stepped back continued to breathe and took took a moment to actually make a decision that aligns with ourselves, uh, we would probably have <laughs> much less conflict in the world and we would um, be much more aligned with our decisions. In reality, we feel rushed. In reality, we feel the pressure. A lot of that pressure, to be honest, we put on ourselves. Um, but it, it is a very general general advice that I would give to um, our listeners today to just step away for a moment. Mm, yeah, I would totally agree. I think that often when we want to run our own business, we get started and either we think that we should be doing things or that we should do things a certain way. And so we do, and we don't like it or we don't think about it and we just let our business flow and we just end up where we end up. And again, it's, it's not, it's not fun and we end up resenting it. And so I think that we can really step back and think, no, what do I want for me? When, what do I really want my business to look like or my life to look like? And how do I then walk up that mountain and, and climb up that ladder rather than just, you know, go, go down whatever path is easiest to us and find ourselves up the wrong mountain. So I, I love that I, that, that actual visual, visualization that, that you gave because um, I, I really agree. So thank you for that. Thank you. That's lovely. So when we're talking about self-leadership, what do you find that people struggle with the most? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I am going to give you um, two answers, if I may. Of I course. Like giving, giving one would be <laughs> a very stressful right now. <laughs> so number one is it, it, it's actually inability to see the truth. What this means is, and um, Katie Byron has a beautiful saying about this, and I, I think I'm going to slightly add my own spin onto it because I don't remember it word for word, but it says, for as long as you reject the reality, 
you will continue living in pain. So what this means is we truly just need to have a very honest assessment of where we are at. And that includes the mistakes that we have made slash lessons slash feedback that we can take out of it. Where are we at right now? Where is our, where is our career or our life heading? And even assess the future. So past, now, future. Honest assessment. What's the truth? What's, what's, what's the obvious situation here? A lot of us reject that because it is not easy to admit sometimes how much we need help and some, how much we need support and how much, oh my gosh, I was a queen of not getting support throughout most of my life until I had a very good friend of mine not long ago explaining to me truly what resourcefulness means. I had a completely distorted idea of resourcefulness. So that's number one, inability to see the truth. And when we can, that's a good starting point. And the second component um, that I feel most of people, most of us have, have problem with. It is taking action, which is implementation. It's nearly so much easier for us to do another course, to do another certificate, to read another book, to meditate our problems away, to um, get another mentor and hide behind the wall or the curtain of learning I need to learn more before I take action, before we take action. <laughs> uh, yes. Please know yes, that some of us <laughs> stay in the space in between the readiness and implementation. I'm talking here about my self-leadership scale, seven steps. Some of us stay in that, in that space between readiness and implementation for many years. I'm talking five, six, seven years, sometimes a decade. It's that long. Yes, <laughs> I would definitely agree. And I was just very lucky in my life that I, as we mentioned at the beginning, I had a lot of adversity. I, I had to become very adaptable and very fluid and also doing things like I lived in three different countries. So I moved many, many times before. And with that, with the ability to, to adapt and be fluid, and now that changing conditions are coming all the time, I was just really lucky to learn taking action very early on. And I learned that you just want to take action and not care about the outcome sometimes as much. If I was really brutal about it, I would say just take action and don't really worry about the outcome because if you take action and it takes you somewhere, that's amazing. You're finally moving forward. And if you take action and you horrendously fail, that's amazing. You have feedback. Mm. But the worst thing that we do is we continue criticizing ourselves for not having the results and then inability to take action. We actually really self-attack ourselves about it because the fear of failing or the fear, fear of judgment is much stronger than that sense of 
self-sabotage or attacking self. Yeah, so true. This is amazing. Thank you so much. I'm loving this so much. That's why I'm, I'm being slow to answer because I'm processing. <laughs> and I'm the one who's meant to be asking questions. So I'll have to come back and re-listen because I think I need to, I think I need to hear this more than once. Um, I really agree with, with both of those things. And I think that entrepreneurship and motherhood separately really make us kind of it kind of puts this big mirror in front of us and shows us all of the flaws and all of the cracks and like shines a spotlight on them and so that we just feel so inadequate because we have these you know unrealistic expectations of what both of those roles are going to be and so when we combine those things and we're trying to juggle and we don't feel like we're doing anything well um, I think that there is a difference between just feeling like we're not doing it all well but also actually looking at the reality and saying these are the areas where I'm self-sabotaging or these are the areas that I need to address um, and looking at the reality of the situation. So I think that one of them is like that really harsh, um, self-critical, not helpful state. And then the other end of the spectrum would be total denial that everything is perfect is perfect and we kind of need to be in the middle and be able to look objectively and say this is the reality and not internalize that as we're terrible and we can't do it but just that we're human and we're never going to be perfect and I think that we should be doing this in all areas of our lives all the time, whether that's in our relationships to be, okay, how am I contributing to conflict here and how am I, you know, moving things forward and, and all of that. And, you know, as a mother, I know like this <laughs> this last week I have been cranky with my kids, like just short-tempered <laughs> and even to the point where my husband was like, we're not getting the best of you this week. He's like <laughs> he's he's so diplomatic and so laid back. Oh, bless him. That's the way the way that he put it I was like point taken I know I'm sorry and to be able to look at that and not then internalize it as you know I'm the worst mother in the world and I can't do you know like but just be real and say this is this is the situation and have that enough of that like self-love like we would we've been talking about to be able to give ourselves the grace to go no the first step is actually just calling it how it is so that we can move forward from there because we're not stuck here unless we stay here so I think that's really I think that's really powerful and the action piece I mean people who listen to this podcast will know I'm always banging on about that <laughs> because in business, it's like the it's like the the main thing that I hear. No, I'm still learning. Oh no, I'm not ready. And no, I'm you know. And there's too much to learn, and there's too much content to consume that you will never, you will never feel ready. You will never feel ready. Like we need to take the action before the confidence comes, 
And even if that does mean the confidence to know I'm going to fall flat on my face and get, you know, mud all over me and <laughs> scratches and to know that I can still get up and try something else. Um, yeah, so thank you for talking about those two things and highlighting those because that is, it, it's painful. It is, it, it can be a really painful journey. And I think we grow so much as people and, and that's really powerful to then look back and go, wow, I'm not where I want to be, but look where I look where I've come, look what I, I was and look where I've come. So that's beautiful. Oh, look, the reality is that um, everybody has a different definition of success. But when you when we think about b- big business success, it is it consists of more failures then happy moments. So you might as well find your satisfaction, fulfillment and happiness in every single moment of your life because the time is ticking. And once this moment is gone, you cannot get it back. So if you can find your happiness, fulfillment, joy, find yourself in every single moment of your career, your relationships and your health, that that's success. That's winning. Mm -hmm. When, When you think about the biggest gosh, athletes, the biggest sharks in business, their success was built on so many failures and so many people, you know, so many of us lose everything before we can rebuild it and then we lose it again before we rebuild. So I I am, look, I am a big believer on just encouraging people, empowering people, giving people all all the inspiration that I can so they can move forward. But ultimately, I'm I'm also being realistic. (laughs) And uh, I think there is that fine balance in between, first of all, knowing your values and knowing where you're going. And when you're failing, just revert back to your values. They're amazing. They're just the pillars of your life. But just continue moving forward. I mean, the best thing that could happen to us is that we just change our perception of failure. If we could just take the word failure and like give it like the, the funniest, the funniest replacement word, um, I don't know, something like poop or something like that. I think we would just all change, <laughs> change the perception of it um, for ourselves because it's really not, it's not like there's no contrast between success and failure, like it's good and bad. They just go well together. They're just a part of the process. Mm. Success needs failure, failure needs success. We have the contrast, off we go. Yeah, and some of the biggest entrepreneurs in the world, um, they say that their success is built on trying to fail quicker. (laughs) (laughs) Because the quicker that they fail, the quicker that they learn, the quicker they'll get to the success. Yeah, awesome. I I think that, yeah, I think we have covered so, so much and this has been really, it's been, I have loved this conversation so much. So thank you so much for taking the time. Now tell us where we can find you, where we can follow your content, what you're doing at the moment, how people can work with you. Tell us all, all of the things. Lovely, <laughs> fabulous. I really enjoyed talking to you, Annalise, and it was so so inspiring to talk with another mama in business. Uh, I think that that's what inspires me the most. Um, so thank you so much for having me. Uh, I am primarily on LinkedIn and Instagram. However, you can find me on my website, www.feminineleaders.com. 
co, so co at the end. Um, how I really like to uh, begin the relationships, uh, I welcome an opportunity for a um, half an hour self-leadership acceleration call. This is really a discovery call to me for me to find out where is the sense of disempowerment sitting and of course if i can i am the right person to help somebody to um whether increase this is increasing performance or gaining better self-leadership over their life and their career that's amazing um what i am doing at the moment is are two things i do have very intimate elite self-leadership mentoring program for women so i take women in corporate world or women business owners, women who are decision makers through a six months personal development program. And it is absolutely beautiful. This is a boot camp to self-love through tough love. Um, I, I would love to, um, I would love to um, see if any of your listeners um, are interested in something like that. But the second thing that I do, I just launched Feminine Leaders Mastermind. So this is a global movement providing women all over the world with a sense of belonging, connection, and inspiration. We have monthly masterclasses with international experts in business, in wellness, and in relationship coaching. We have fortnightly feminine leadership hypnosis sessions and Q&A. And we have monthly roundtable strategy sessions. So it looks like we just sit on Zoom <laughs> around the table and we brainstorm. Um, we, uh, we really use the collective power of minds to brainstorm and create powerful strategies for women to overcome their issues. Amazing. Lots of different ways. So we will link to your profiles and your website in the show notes. So hop on over to AnnaliseWan.com to check those out. They're under the podcast tab. Um, and I think that's it. Thank you so much. I have honestly loved connecting with you and I this has exceeded all of my expectations. So I'm so glad we, we booked it in and we got to really dig in. So thank you for your time and your, your honesty and your transparency and your willingness to, to share all, um, a little bit of your, of your wisdom. So thank you so much, Ella, and hopefully we will connect again. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. It was my pleasure. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the Mum Style Business Podcast. One more thing before you go. I would love to be able to practically support you with free live marketing coaching every single week. So head on over and join the Social Marketing Method Facebook group. Connect with other successful women in business, combining ambition and motherhood and making a real impact in their families and in the world. To join, go to AnnaliseWarn.com forward slash group or search for The Social Marketing Method on Facebook. Can't wait to see you there.